Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome to Messy Adventures in Living on this, uh, what happens to be Monday morning as we're recording live, but whatever day it is for you, whatever time, welcome, thank you for being here, thank you for listening. Um, messy Adventures in Living, yep, yep, yep. That's what we're doing over here. So messy, <laughs> messy adventures in living is all about being willing to get it wrong and being willing to be wrong and not waiting for everything to be perfect before you choose. Uh, it's such a, a freeing place to be when you're willing to mess up. And you can gain so much awareness when you're willing to just choose something instead of waiting to have everything straight and perfect before you make the right choice. Because what is the right choice? Is there any right choice? And what if there is no right and wrong choice? What if there's just choice? How much more fun could your life be if you were willing to mess up and choose in order to then get awareness uh, about what you would actually like to have in your life? Can you really know what you would like to have in your life if you never choose anything? So Messy Adventures in Living is a, a space where we talk about all kinds of things in life and um, where you get inspired uh, to just choose something and then see what that creates in your life and to let go of the rightness and the wrongness of your choices. Um, I'm Petrina Fava, your host. Uh, here are some of the ways that I be in the world. I have three great kids. Um, they are 13 years old and 10 years old and 7 years old. And we just got back from a week away at an overnight camp where I have the privilege of being the camp nurse for the week and my kids get to have fun camping, uh, being away from me and being independent and being on their own and making their own choices and uh, hanging out with their friends and creating friendships and participating in uh, activities they've never participated in before, canoeing and kayaking and archery and fishing and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, how, did, how did I get so lucky? And also, I am a registered nurse, pediatric nurse. I have been for 20 years. I get the privilege of hanging out with kids and families who are uh, come to us at some of their most vulnerable times. And I have learned and I have seen so much and, and, and learned so much from these families about vulnerability and about the magic of the body and about the magic of not having a judgment about your body and about the magic of just not making things significant, actually. The kids that I have cared for over the last 20 years have taught me a lot about not making things significant and the magic that that can create and the amazing possibilities that get created when you don't make things heavy and significant about some of the things that are showing up in your world. Just amazing. I feel extremely lucky. Um, I'm also an author. I notice that I keep forgetting to mention this sometimes. So I've contributed in chapters and three really great books. One of them is called Creations, Conscious Conception, uh, sorry, Conscious Fertility Conception, Pregnancy and Birth. Um, I wrote a chapter in that book about my experience with a miscarriage and how I was projecting a lot of hate onto my body while also trying to get pregnant again and how that wasn't working. 
and how when I started to ask my body some questions and when I started being grateful for my body, how things started to change. So a uh, great chapter in there that I love. And I also wrote a chapter in a book called Possibilities in Parenting about Toolbox for Bullied Kids. And I wrote a chapter in a book called um, Judgment. Wow, it's just gone from my head right now. I'll get back to it later. Title is gone. Anyways, oh, the power of releasing judgment, of course. How could I forget? So that's a little bit about me. There's more. But if you want to know more about me, there's too much to mention on this show. I could take up like half an hour. You can go to PetrinaFalva.com and check me out there. Okay, let's get to our topic. So we are talking about parenting today after I spent a week with 120 children and a handful of teenagers. <laughs> um and and allowing my kids to wander about an enormous campground with a lake and woods and possibly bears and all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> so I uh, came up with this topic while I was there, actually. Parenting from contribution instead of control. <laughs> parenting from contribution instead of control. So, you know, what if parenting wasn't about control? Many people, many of us assume that kids are not as smart as adults, right? So parenting becomes this sudden launch of molding and controlling techniques. We think we're guiding them to make the right choices. But what if what we're actually doing is using our judgments to fit them into a neat little package that we've decided is success? So what if molding them into what we think is a good person or a successful person is actually an enormous unkindness to them. Would you be willing to ask what you can contribute to them without any judgment of what that would look like? Would you be willing to acknowledge that your kids have their own path, that they know what they're doing when they make their own choices, even if it's not cognitively? And even if their choices look like destruction to you, Imagine, really imagine, what it would be like to have a generation of people in the world who, as children, were allowed to choose and create their own lives without being judged in any way, without being told what was right and what was wrong. Imagine the kind of world we would live in if all of the people in the world, as children, were empowered to make their own choices, truly, without any judgment without being told what was right or wrong. And that sound, may sound like craziness to you if you've never heard this concept. Like, how can you raise a child without a concept of right and wrong? And how how could you ever expect that kid to turn out well-adjusted or to turn out good or to turn out right if you don't teach them what's right or wrong? But see, the underlying assumption there is that they don't know the difference between right and wrong. They don't know, actually, is the whole underlying assumption, right? It's a huge, huge assumption that underlies parenting and children is that the kids don't know anything and that the adults know stuff and that we need to impart our wisdom onto the kids. And I will tell you, I can tell you, I really believe that the opposite is true. I really have come to realize that over the course of our lives, we begin to unknow what we know. And 
as we are told, as we are taught the difference between right and wrong from our parents, from our school, from our society, we unlearn how to know. We unlearn how to trust our instincts. We unlearn how to choose for us. We learn to choose to make others happy. We learn to make choices that will make others happy. Wow, I've been looking at this for a long time when I kind of... How many of my choices am I making to make others happy and that in turn that feels like I'm making myself happy because I like making others happy? Do you know what that is? Do you get that? Have you ever experienced that? How much are you making choices to make other people happy, which in turn turn makes you happy? And is that actually choosing for you? Wow, there's a little bit of energy on that. So let me just clear that. So we're going to use something called the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. Um, So everywhere you have learned that Everywhere you've learned that choosing for you means choosing to do something that makes someone else happy, which in turn makes you happy, when that really isn't actually choosing for you at all, will you destroy and uncreate all of that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So that's the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. It's a collection of words. It does have an explanation. We're not going to get into it on this show, but it's really about just looking at the energy of something as we talk about it and getting at where destroying and uncreating everywhere that that was um, created initially, that where that point of view of yours was initially created in your world and getting rid of it, destroying it completely. Um, Theclearystatement.com has its own website. Okay, so yeah, so what does this have to do with parenting? Well, how much were you parented from that place? Like how much were you parented um, with guilt as a control or even if it's not as there's something else beside guilt that's a little bit more subtle um, how much did you learn to please your parents right how early did you learn that your job was to please your parents and that that made you happy and that if they were happy then you were happy and is that what you desire for your children or for the children in your care, or for the children in your life. You don't have to be a parent. Do you really desire, or do you want your children to choose based on something that will make you happy? Or would you like to empower them to choose something that is truly their choice? And how do we do that? How do we do that? So <clears throat> what else is what else comes up for this around for you around all of this? Is there anything else? So let's talk a little bit about judgment because, well, let's talk actually, let's talk a little bit about control. Um, I like to look at the origin of words and so I went and I looked up the origin of the word control and, um, and also of the word contribute and here's what I found. So listed under the word control is to check, to verify, to regulate, and then to exert authority. 
which is probably what most of us would say defines control, right? To exert authority. Uh, and then I found this from the Latin contra, which means against. So it's interesting that for many years or for many of us, there are many of us who think that we need to control our children, in at least in some manner, because they don't know what they're doing. And so we need to exert control. Or that in order to run our family of multiple people, we need we as parents need to exert control. So if we look at this or this meaning from Latin contra, which means against, isn't that interesting that in an effort to produce harmony in a family, we're exerting control, which is actually an energy of being against the other person. Um, and also this, this there's energy around this definition here too for me to check or verify or regulate, to control. It's like, okay, check you 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 brushed your teeth check you um you you did all of the right things check 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 a structure right checking verifying regulating against a structure against what is right checking off right what's a check mark a check mark is correct right you in school you would get a check mark when you had the answer right check So all of this control is really about a structure and it's about rightness. Control is about rightness, checking, verifying, um, regulating against, against, (laughs) that's funny how that popped out of my head, against what is right. And you might be thinking, well, what's wrong with being right? (laughs) It, it, implies an enormous amount of judgment. And anything that you judge is limited. So how much are you limiting your children by the judgments you are perpetrating on them, even if they look like the right judgments, the good judgments? Of course you should go to school and get an education. That's the right thing to do. Of course you should be a kind person. That's the right way to be in this world. Of course you should get a high-paying job. That's the right way to get money and be successful. So even if all your judgments are good judgments, they're conclusions and they're limitations. And you're keeping your kids in a box if you're perpetuating these on them. Okay, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living right here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're talking about parenting from contribution instead of control. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? 
What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beinguclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and today we are talking about parenting from contribution instead of control. So, you know, how, how much were you parented from control and you know what? What's what's piquing your interest about this topic? Um, were you parented from control? Are you still trying to break free from that? Um, are, do you are you trying not to parent from control? Um, do you, you know? Have you learned that parenting is all about control? Whatever that is for you, you know. There's a reason that you're listening to this conversation. So, just before we went to break. We were talking about control and the original meaning of it, the origin of it, the etymology of it. Um, and I have found that what it, the original meaning of the word control is to check, verify, regulate. And then interestingly from Latin, uh, the word contra means against. And so, you know, how much have you thought that controlling is actually a way to make your child be great or ensure your child's greatness by controlling them when actually you are working against them against them and limiting them so if you are trying to if we're trying to control our children and if we're trying in an effort sorry if we're trying to control our children in an effort to mold them into the into a successful person or into what we think is a kind person all of this is essentially a bunch of judgment. Um, we're trying to make them into something that we think is right, as opposed to allowing them, facilitating them, contributing to them, being everything that they can be, no matter what that looks like. See, there's that's the kicker. <laughs> because when we talk about being everything you can be, there's almost this airy-fairy sense of like wonderfulness. And being everything you can be, the best that you can be. And while that may be true, allowing your children to be everything that they can be or allowing them to choose, make their own choices and create their own path may not look pleasant to you. 
And the the judgment there is that, that there's something wrong with unpleasantness or discomfort. And I I heard a I heard I think it was Dane here um, say something like, "What if the greatest kindness is allowing someone to choose as much limitation as they need to uh, until they're ready to choose something different or something like that?" I hope I'm not completely butchering it to death. But my point is like when we talk about letting our kids be who they are. There are judgments attached to that, or at least there are for me. I guess I'll speak for myself. I have this sense of like being everything you can be is always this wonderful thing of you being the most kind, wonderful person, the most successful person. You participate in all your sports and you participate in all your arts and you succeed. Um, you get straight A's in school and you 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 get your PhD and something, and then that means that you're being all that you can be. And that is a judgment. So this is the thing, right? Sometimes our judgments look, judgments look like good things. And unless we get rid of those judgments and unless we start projecting, stop projecting those judgments at our kids, even if they look like good, good ones to you, then our, our children can never be free to choose their own life and to choose their own path or to, to choose as much limitation as they need to until they're ready to choose something different. So, you know, what have you misidentified and misapplied as contribution that it actually isn't? And everything that is, all the judgments that you have about what contribution looks like to your kids, will you destroy and create it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Because what if contributing contributing to your kids means allowing them to choose limitation? Would you be willing to allow them to choose as much limitation as they need to until they're ready to choose something different? So here's a great exercise. Um, it's a really good idea to look at all of your judgments, all of your judgments, good judgments, you know, positive judgments, negative judgments, every conclusion, it's kind of a little bit easier if we call them conclusion, I think, because when we when we say the word judgment, we often um, we often think that this means that they are negative judgments, but often judgments are positive ones too. So any conclusion that you come to about what's right or what's wrong for your kids, it's a great idea to make a great big list of them all and then use this tool, Interesting Point of View. It's a tool that comes from Access Consciousness and it's basically allowance. Allowance doesn't mean that you just let your kids do every, anything that they want. You don't have to let them burn your house down. Allowance just means that everything is just an interesting point of view, that there is no right and there is no wrong. It's just interesting and there is choice. There is choice. There's always choice. No right, no wrong, just interesting. And you can choose and they can choose. So if you make a list of all of the conclusions that you have and then for every one of them go, wow, interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Then you can get to a place where you have allowance for your kids' choices and then you can start to ask questions. So questions are what can allow the greatest possibility, right? 
um, answers is we ask questions to gain awareness. Questions open the doors to possibility where answers start to close doors and limit you. you once you get an answer, you're most likely going to stop looking for more. You get one answer, maybe two or three, and then that's it. Whereas questions without expecting an answer can really open you up to the greatest possibility. So once you can be an allowance of your kids' choices and just look at everything as an interesting point of view and drop the rightness and the wrongness of it, then you can start to ask yourself some questions about what you can contribute. So um, I was just uh, jotting down a few points before the beginning of the show and uh, I started to write down this question of just what can I contribute to my child uh, what can I contribute here that would allow my child to have more ease with this? Or what can I contribute that would um, allow my child to get around this particular thing? And then I realized that that's a judgment. Because I didn't ask first if there was anything I could contribute. So, you know, what, like, where have you decided that as your job as a parent is to contribute? Do you know what I mean? And not that it's wrong, but it's like, if we are constantly giving ourselves the job of contributing to our kids, that can become a judgment and it can be a push energy. So if something is coming up for your kids in their world, you might want to ask yourself, is there anything I can contribute? Um, and then continue to ask more questions from there. Is there anything I can contribute? And I think likely you will not get a no because there's always some energy that you can be that will be a contribution. Um, but but I think that sometimes we think that in order to contribute, we have to do something. So it might be a good idea to start with the question, is there anything I can contribute? Uh, is there anything that I can do? Is this a do or is this a be? Is there anything I can do to contribute here? And you might get a no. And then you can ask yourself, what energy can I be here? What energy is required? What energy can I be that would allow my child to have the greatest ease with all of this? What space can I be that would allow them to figure this out? I um, actually got that, that question from one of my guests a few weeks ago, Dean Larson, who uh, put, kind of put that question in my world. Uh, what space can I be? What energy, space, and consciousness can I be that would allow my child to figure this out or to get around this? And I and I thought, oh, wow. It's not what energy, space, and consciousness can I be to change this for them. It's what energy can I be? What space, space can I be that would allow them to change this? I so much love that question. What space can you be for your child or for anyone in your life? What space can you be that would allow them to change it? Because it's for them to change and not for us, right? Which is a huge part of control. We want to control um, the outcomes of their choices. That's kind of funny. So how often do we do we pretend to give them choice and then try to control the outcome of their choices? That's kind of weird. 
let's let's clear some of that. So everything that is everywhere you've try everywhere you are trying to let your ch- children make their own choices and then c- trying to control the outcome, <laughs> which is like half controlling. Well, you just don't agree at all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So what is contribution then exactly? So, of course, I went back to etymology online, and here is what the origin of the word contribute is. It's to bring together, to add, to unite, to collect. To bring together, add, unite, collect. And I think I will add there to facilitate someone becoming greater or more or all of them, however that looks. So, you may ask what energy and space can I be to contribute to this person, to contribute to my kid, to facilitate them becoming greater. And then what's actually required is something that looks like destruction. They may need to, you know, do drugs for five years and then go to rehab and hit rock bottom. They may That may be what's required. It might not, but it may be. So please don't judge yourself if you're asking all of those questions and and your child continues to choose something that looks like destruction to you because it may not be destruction it may just look like it and it may be what they need to choose until they're ready to choose something different okay so we're going to take a break you're listening to messy adventures in living we're talking about parenting from contribution instead of control don't go anywhere we'll be back very soon Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. 
or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and today we are talking about parenting from contribution instead of control. So, um, how much were you parented from control and how, like, what are all of the things that you learned about parenting that are subtle control techniques? Um, things that look positive, things that don't look so bad, um, things that look like, well, I'm just trying to help you be a better person. Uh, and how much did that contribute to you becoming everything that you are or did you end up trying to um, do the right thing? And something that's been in my awareness a lot the last few weeks is how I've been asking myself, uh, is this choice, uh, is this choice an effort to make someone else happy, which in turn makes me happy? Kind of a weird thing that just kind of popped up in my world a little while ago, but I started to look at how many of my choices are actually choices that directly I am directly choosing in an effort to make myself happy, or am I happy when others are happy? Uh, and not that that's wrong in any way. It's not wrong. But just looking at this idea of truly choosing for you and what it means. And what would it be like if we could allow our kids or or show our kids or be a space for our children that would allow them to choose for them, truly choose for them. It's a bit tricky or it can be tricky or I don't know, it doesn't have to be tricky, but... <laughs> Uh, what's tricky about it for me is that, you know, there are five of us living in this household. And so, you know, you, you, you could ask yourself, well, how do we live together? How does everyone choose for themselves um, and also have five people living harmoniously under one roof? Well, I mean, who says living harmoniously is the greatest contribution anyways? <laughs> Right. What's interesting is, again, something I've been looking at, too, like where am I valuing peace in my household over uh, growth, over making messy choices? Where am I valuing peace and quiet and getting along over the fact that we're all choosing and then seeing what those choices create. And sometimes that's messy. And sometimes that's loud. And sometimes that's obnoxious. And sometimes that means people are arguing. And so for me, I've been looking at letting a lot of that go, letting a lot of peace and harmony, my idea of peace and harmony above all things. Instead of allowing all of us to just choose messily and be willing to be uncomfortable because maybe that's the greatest contribution. Do you see what I mean? We have so many ideas of what's right and what's wrong. Conditional happiness. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Keisha, in the in the chat room. Conditional happiness. Like what what is that exactly? How much are we trying to control even if it looks good, right? 
you're like, but it's good. We all live peacefully and we all get along and the siblings all get along. You know, I, I, my kids fight a lot and I, I struggle with this a lot and I've started to look at where am I making all of this fighting wrong? And, and I've looked at some other families and I see that the children are quiet with each other and they get along nicely. And it's really interesting point of view that I have that that's desirable and this is not. Because what if this is this is just their path? What if this is what they require? Because it might be, right? So would you be willing to let go of the interactions between your children? Would you be willing to let go of controlling how much your kids love each other or like each other? Would you be willing for your kids to grow up hating each other? What if that wasn't wrong? What if that was just a choice? What if that was what they needed to choose? What if they put themselves together in this lifetime for that exact reason? What if they're sorting something out? Right? And so without control and without judgment of right or wrong and with allowance, which is everything is just an interesting point of view, then you can be the space that will facilitate the greatest outcome for everyone. Um. So, allowance is everything is just an interesting point of view and that it doesn't have to affect you. Um, you don't have to have things in common. And I think that's something that we have misapplied and misidentified family to be, things that you have in common, right? So, so what have you decided family is that it actually isn't? Right? There is a lot of points of view out there about family. If you look at... on you know, how families are portrayed on television um, and what what people are taught in school or what's on social media. Like, there's a lot of points of view about how, how a family should be and what family means. Family is everything. Family is blood. Blood is thicker than water. Um, you know, no, no one will ever be there for you like your family is. And these things may be true for you, but they may not be. Um, and if we have the point of view that it's wrong to have a family that doesn't love each other, or if it's wrong to have siblings who fight, then we can never be an allowance for what's happening and let it occur and then create the greatest contribution to everyone because we have a point of view that it's wrong. So what if your kid's fighting is actually what's going to create the greatest for them in the future. Maybe it's not, but maybe it is, right? Okay, what else? Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, gratitude and love. So what's the difference between gratitude and love? So love has a lot of different definitions, right? And love is one of those words that has been completely just... um, ripped apart and mutilated in this reality. And what if you could have gratitude for your children? Like, what if you could really look at being grateful for your kids? And part of that is the willingness to receive from them, which I think in this reality is not something that's taught very or discussed or talked about very often because there's this idea, again, that kids are dumb and they don't know anything and we need to teach them. And we need to give to our children. 
And is that exactly contribution? So if we are if we have the point of view that there's this hierarchy of needs, right? And that as an adult and as a parent, it's our responsibility to give to our children. And our children are the ones who receive. And that it's wrong for us as adults as parents to receive from our children. Is that contribution? Are you contributing to your kids if you're not willing to receive from them? So what could you be grateful for? What is it about your children that you could be grateful for? And would you be willing to tell them every day how grateful you are that they're in their lives? Um, I started when my kids tell me, I, I noticed many years ago that when my kids started telling me they loved me, um, I, and I would say, I love you too back, or they would, and then they would say, I love you more. And one of my automatic responses was, no, I love you more. And I remember catching myself one day and sort of remembering that my my mom would often say that to me, I love you more. You'll you'll never love me the way I love you. Um, you'll never understand how much I love you. And there was some weirdness, some weird energy there. And so, it, and then I, I caught it one day. I was like, that's not receiving. It's not receiving from your kids. So often when my children tell me they love me now, I just say thank you. Um, I just say, wow, thanks for loving me. Uh, and and I try not to make myself feel like I have to say I love you too. Um, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I just say thank you. Or they'll give me a huge hug and I'll say, wow, thank you so much for that hug. Like, What difference you know, how much difference could it make if you would be willing to lower your barriers and receive from your children? Not just love, not just gratitude, not just hugs, not just the words I love you, but everything, you know, the the energy of who they be. What could your children show you about being present, about being all of you, about having fun, uh, about, you know, making messy choices? And would you be willing to receive from them? And, is that receiving contribution? So everywhere that you've decided contribution is a giving to instead of a receiving from, will you destroy and uncreate all that, please? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. I think, you know, if you look at all of, all of what you've misidentified and misapplied as con- that contribution is, you might be surprised Um that receiving is actually a contribution. Have you ever given someone a gift and they haven't they haven't received it and they've said to you, I, I can't accept this, it's too much? Um, what does that feel like? How does that feel? Do you feel acknowledged? Do you feel received? And so how often are our children gifting us awarenesses, gifting us um, hugs, loves, all of that stuff, but also just energy, how much are our kids offering us, showing us an energy, an energy of play, an energy of fun, an energy of being, an energy of choosing without fear. And we are not receiving it because we think they're just kids they don't know. They don't get it. They don't know what life is really like when actually they do know and we've just been tainted. So would you be willing to receive all of the energies that your children are offering? And everything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate it all?
right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. So what else? What else? What else? What else stops us from contributing to our kids? Um, I uh, We were just talking about family, and I think we're going to go to break soon, but when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about significance. We started, we touched on it at the beginning of the show, significance and structure, and how that can hinder us from from creating everything that's possible within our family and for our children. Because there's this, again, a commonly held belief that children require structure and that they thrive within structure. And it's not wrong. And what if it's not true? What if it's not always true? And what if there's something else besides structure that would allow the greatest possibility for your family and for your children. Okay, so let's take a break. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living on the Inspired Choices Network. Today, we're talking about parenting from contribution instead of control. We'll be back soon. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Today, our show is Parenting from Contribution Instead of Control. So over the last hour, we've been talking about what is control and what is contribution and all of the places where we've kind of messed those up and where we think that contributing is about doing something to someone or adding something to someone exactly. Uh, and what if that's not what it is? What if contribution is, you know, being an allowance, being space? You know, what if 
being a contribution is not defined. Um, what if the best way to be a contribution is to ask if you can be a contribution and then ask what can you contribute? Uh, control, a lot of control, all of control is about judgment, about right and wrong. When we looked at the um, etymology of the word control, we, we, we saw that a huge part of it is um, to check, to verify, right? Check mark, check mark, check mark, right, right, right. A lot of control is about rightness and wrongness. All of it is, actually. Controlling is all about rightness. Um, and there is no rightness and there is no wrongness. Everything is a choice. And every choice creates an awareness. So would you be willing to drop control and embrace contribution? And, and you know, I would look at everywhere you've decided what that means. Destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and punk, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, so let's look at structure and significance because... I feel like this is a huge part of family and a huge part of trying to control your children. So, you know, what what if what if there was no structure? What if you could parent from no structure, no significance, no form? Uh what would that look like? And you might be thinking, why in the world would I ever want to do something like that? Um but see the thing is that when you have no form, no structure, no significance, then anything is changeable. But as long as you have form and structure in place, then things cannot change because you a form and a structure is so solid. Um, it's so like historical. You know, you function a lot from the past in form and structure. Um, you function a lot from judgment. This is the way it is. This is the way it will always be. And how much of that is ingrained in family, family structures? I remember a long time ago, my mom said to me about something. Oh, I think I had my first boyfriend and she said to me, be careful that you don't like kiss in public um, because I you know, wouldn't want anyone to see you, like any of our extended family to see you doing that. And I remember she said this sentence and it is, you know, we're not that kind of people. And, of course, I reacted to that because I my reaction was, and, you know, when you react to something, you lock it in place even more, just FYI. But my initial reaction to that was, don't tell me who I am. We're not that kind of people. What does that even mean? Don't lump me into every, to a group of people. Don't tell me what kind of people I belong to or what kind of person I am. Um, and so, you know, as parent, as a parent, you know, have you decided that it's your job to decide what kind of people your children should be? The kind of people that don't do drugs, the kind of people that go to university and get a good job, the kind of people who are kind to people and contribute to society. And so, you know, you get your kids involved in, in, you know, volunteer work and like, and, and, it's not that it's wrong. It's just, it is creating structure and it is creating rightness. This is the right way to be. We should be kind, loving people who volunteer and who are of service. We should be the kind of people who don't do drugs. We should be the kind of people who get a good education. And what if that's not the greatest contribution to your kids? What if that's just not what they would like to choose in this life, in this lifetime? Would you be willing to contribute any energy, any space that is requ- your, required, that your children require to fulfill whatever it e- needs to be fulfilled in this lifetime for them, whatever that may look like. 
Um, if nothing has form and structure, then everything is changeable. That's the key. Um, and if nothing has form and structure, then you can create all the time. You can always be in creation. Right? You can always create something different. You can always create something more. You can always create something greater if you don't have form and structure. You can have a system because you need to work within a system. It's great to have a system so that things work well. But see, the difference between system and structure is that the system is changeable. That's the key. Would you be willing to create system, a system in your family that is loose? that allows for change, that allows people to be and to choose whatever they would like while also maintaining something that works for everyone and something that is generative and creative for all of you without judgment. Would you be willing to contribute in that way? Oh boy, we are just all over the place today talking about judgment and allowance and discrimination and form and structure. So what else, what else is there around this topic for you? Um, how much have you, how much have you decided that control is the right way to parent uh, while also resisting? Like if you think about you were parented from control, were you parented from control and how much did you resist control? And so are you going the other way? Like, are you completely allowing your kids to do anything they want and whatever they want in an effort to not be a controlling parent? And what if there's something different? What if you don't have to allow your kids to burn your house down? Because that's the thing, right? This is not about extremes. This is not about right or wrong. This is not about swinging from one extreme to the other. I was controlled as a child, um, to the nth degree, and so now I'm going to just let my kids do whatever they want. Remember that there is a way to contribute to your kids. Okay, so thank you so much for being here uh, on Messy Adventures in Living. What else is possible with control and contribution in parenting? And what would it take to be constantly in the question about if you can contribute to your kids and what you can contribute to them? Thanks for being here. Join me next week on Messy Adventures in Living where we'll be talking more about choices, messy choices, fun choices. Thank you so much. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Petrina Fava will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. We'd love to have you join us again. Until next time, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.